What's up, everybody? We are back. I'm back in AZ again. Had to get my car fixed again because they didn't send the part the other time that I was out here, but whatever. So last week, we are in Vegas. Long week. Um, we did some fun stuff. Um, we got to go to pretty much almost all the events, you know, we went to the press conference, the press conference, the face-offs, those are always cool because there's free and they just let anybody go in there. So you can just walk in. If you get there early enough, you get bomb seats. So yeah, those are, those are always really fun. Every time they're in California, whenever they have fights out there, they haven't in a while, but I usually go to them, but yeah, it was super cool to see it. We also got to go to the Hall of Fame. If you fall, if you were following the Super Rare, I'm sure you saw the stories and the posts that we did for that. Um, seeing Robbie, Cowboy, Jose, Silva wasn't there, but he got inducted, uh, and Jens Pulver as well. But that was really cool. But man, the fights were absolutely wild. It was it was a really cool, really cool uh, fight card to go to and, and watch in person. You know, I haven't even rewatched them. On, on video yet I'm going to but man just being there in person the amount of finishes there were and stuff like that it was really cool um, if you did like I said if you follow the Instagram especially like when Robbie finished Robbie got a first round finish in like 20 seconds or 30 seconds or something like that the it was so loud and the crowd went so crazy it was so cool to see and then they did the whole cool video um, but then also, you know, like every time like a Mexican fighter came out, we were in Vegas. So there's a lot of like Hispanics there, man, it was, they went crazy. Uh, I think they went 0-3 that night. I think their fir the first one was the, the girl that fought. She got knocked out in like 20 seconds. And then, yeah, it was, we'll just go over it real quick. We got, you know, the Alexander Volkanovsky Yair fight. I think I almost called it to a T. I think I said third round or fourth round finish. Um, but Man, he, I, Volk's the best. I mean, as you guys know, uh, Max is my guy. Max will always be my number one favorite fighter, weight class and all. Um, uh, weight classes and all, it doesn't matter. My favorite fighter. But, I mean, it just sucks that Volk is in his weight class because we've seen that fight three times, right? Second fight, I thought Max won. But anyways, you know, he's still down 3-0. Or, yeah, he's 0-3. But Volk is just so good, man. And, like, after... After the Islam fight, you know, I mean, there's always puncher's chance. And I said, like, you know, Yair did have a chance to win if he landed some crazy, if you know, if you get a knockout. But I mean, to me, I just thought it was almost crazy if you thought that Yair was gonna win. I mean, Volk is just so good, and he showed that he's literally good everywhere. I mean, striking, he, you know, Yair was doing his thing a couple times, but man, Volk kind of blocked everything, you know? Like, look at Yair had 57 strikes. You know, like, he kind of blocked everything. He kind of, he kind of avoided everything and was able to land little counters himself, and that's what started the finish, right? He countered him with, like, I believe, like a hook or something like that, and then finished with the, with the ground and pound. Uh, Volk is just, Volk is him. He's, I mean, he's so good. Me personally, I mean, he I, for legacy, if he wants, if he wants to stay at featherweight and just you know rant, uh, rack up those wins, I mean, he could easily do that. But for me personally, I'm like I'm at a state where I'm just like, all right, no one's gonna beat you at featherweight. I know Elia is like talking wild and stuff like that, but dude, Elia ain't gonna beat Volk, bro. Like he's just not. I, I promise you, it's just it's it's almost like a Volk. It's almost like Volk fighting Volk, but Ilya is Volk number two, and Volk number two just isn't. He's he's good, but he's not as good as Volk number one. 
Like, Volkan number one is better everywhere in the striking and the grappling, you know, chin, like, all that stuff. Like, it just, I, I think no one's going to beat Volk. So, that was a cool fight. What I personally would like to see is Volk go back up to lightweight because I think Volk can easily start to make a road for himself to be the greatest fighter of all time. Because I really do think, like, I thought he won the Islam fight. I really did. Super close, but I thought he edged it out. Um, but, man, I honestly, like, who doesn't want to see Volk versus, like, Oliveira? Like, Islam again. You know, all these people up there. The, the Armands, uh, freaking uh, Dustin, Justin, like, uh, Benil, like all these people that are up there, like I think Volk holds his own, and I think like he can easily make himself go go, not just a featherweight, but like I know he's ranked number one, but you know there's always going to be the John Jones thing there. But man, if Volk comes in and I think he can go lightweight and do it, he might surpass that man. Yeah, I think he has all the tools to do it. So that was a cool fight, the Brandon Moreno versus Alessandre Pantoja. Um, I saw a lot of people saying like it was a robbery and stuff, you know, and I wanted Morena to win. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agreed with the decision. Me and Josh were there at the fights. Um, after that last round, we both said, I think that was Pantoja 3-2. Like, I know it was close and stuff, but I don't think it was like as close as people were making it seem. I mean, I know like he got takedowns and he didn't do too much with it, but he did control a lot of the fight. And he was the one that was dropping Brandon and... Uh, you know, it, it was just, it, it just, even from the outside looking in with no commentary or anything like that, looking at the fight, after the fight was done, I was like, oh yeah, Pantoja won that fight. Brandon Moreno just, just, uh, it was close, but he just like the, you know, him being able to get taken down like that and controlled that much, I think that's what lost him the fight. And sitting there watching it, I'm like, yeah, it looks like Pantoja was controlling the fight from you know a good majority of the fight so i wasn't mad about it fight was absolutely wild though uh definitely is probably going to be ranked up in like the best fights of the year and i wouldn't be surprised if there's a rematch even dana was saying like yeah they've already fought three times you know but who doesn't want to see the rematch i agree with that like it was such a good fight duplessis versus robert whitaker this one's the one that broke my heart i know i thought brandon murray was going to win but you know, it's such a close fight that you're like, all right, whatever. But Robert Whitaker, I've been a fan of him for a very long time. Uh, I thought, remember, I was just like, no one beating Robert. I was like, yeah, but man, Duplessis, he has that weird style where it doesn't look like he should be winning fights. He doesn't look necessarily, like, good. Like, you're like, damn, his striking is so crisp. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that. Obviously, he's good. But, man, for him to finish Robert Whitaker, I remember we saw Duplessis in the... In, in the hotel lobby last year when we were there for our homie Gabe's fight and like our initial reaction was damn that fool's big like so and then when he was fighting fight night he looked he looked huge so I'm like dog he threw that jab Robert Riddicker ran straight into it and it just it was game over from there I mean when you have a guy like that obviously he has power that's where a lot of his stuff comes from he was able to put power on a uh, Whitaker and just finish the fight and Man, it sucks. Duplessis is cool. He earned his title shot. Does he beat Izzy? I mean, he looked like he was able to actually take down and, and grapple with Rob and kind of, kind of control him that first round. 
and I still, no matter what, Izzy's Achilles heel, even though he's good at it, but his weak point, right, of his fight game is going to be his grappling. We saw it when someone big like Jan is able to take him down and hold him down, they're going to be able to do that, and Duplessis might have that, honestly, compared to all these people that he's fought. I know he fought Brunson and stuff, but Brunson was already kind of like, he wasn't, he wasn't like the Brunson, you know what I'm saying? And so like Duplessis, he's like a, he's a guy, he's younger in like the UFC sense and he's winning. He's on a good hype, uh, a little like hype train, not per, per se, but you know what I'm saying? He has power, he's strong, he has and he's strong he's he has power in his hands he's strong his grappling look really strong and he just looks really physical so i mean that might be something where it could you might be able to take out izzy you never know i do think though like if he can't take him down he's just gonna get his ass pieced up by izzy because his strikes aren't really like the best but yeah next fight jalen turner dan hooker me and josh almost bet on dan hooker because i he was an underdog i was like dude Dan Hooker, I thought Dan Hooker was going to win the fight from the get-go, and when I saw that he was an underdog, I was telling Josh, bro, we need to bet on him because, like, it's Dan Hooker we're talking about. Yeah, he's lost. Yeah, you know, he's not, like, where he was back in the day, but still, I'm like, he's still Dan Hooker, and Jalen Turner's really good, but, man, it's Dan Hooker, and we were both very mad at the end of the fight because we would have made the money we were talking about betting on Dan Hooker, we would have made some money, and it was an expensive freaking Vegas trip, so... Everything's expensive out there. Food, freaking parking, everything. So I'm like, that would have been nice for us because we would have made some of our money back. But man, Dan Hooker, what a, what a fight that was. Supposedly he broke his arm, he broke his orbital, and he still went in there and was just fighting. And uh, kudos to him. Kudos to Jalen. Jalen's really good, and he's still young, dude. So he'll, he'll, he'll have, he has time in this game. But Dan Hooker looked very, very good. And the last but not least, the last one on the main card, Bo Nickel versus Val Woodburn. I mean, for me, it's like, what do you expect? You know, Bo Nickel's top of the top of the top already. I know he doesn't have that many UFC fights, but from his wrestling career, he's been, it's not like he's not competed in front of this type of audience, you know, in front of people with this type of pressure. And Val Woodburn coming in on three days notice, you know, three days notice to come in and fight Bo Nickel, one of the rising stars in the UFC. You know, like, I mean... Yeah, it's crazy because Bo Nickel, you know, you think he's just going to go in there and wrestle him because that's his thing. But he has, like, all finishes by, like, he, I know he has submissions, but he has, like, I think three knockout wins. He has, like, three fights. So it's like, dog. I mean, he put him out standing. Like, he knocked him out. He fell over. I mean, that, Bo Nickel is looking good, man. I, I agree with everybody saying still do it slow, right? His striking looks good. I'm not saying he's an amazing striker, but... From normally when you get just that wrestler that comes into MMA, their striking is always kind of like bunk, but his looks pretty good. So, I mean, just like, yeah, build him up slow. He only has five fights, and I honestly think that's he's the next champ, dude. He really is, because if he can get a striking to a point where you can hang with some of these top guys, at least just hang, I mean, his wrestling's going to be better than everybody's. doesn't matter. So, I'm excited for that one. Um, yeah, we're going to keep this one a little short, because when we were out there... Uh, we actually got went to the PI uh, and did some interviews. We did an interview with Cody Garbrandt and an interview with Phil Rowe. Um, it was cool. It was cool to see Co Cody's getting ready for a fight. I know Phil just came off, you know, his loss of Neil Magny. But, I mean, like we talked about in the interview, that's Neil Magny, you know, and he's still young in this game. 
young, you know, so it's like he still has time. But that, those are the fights, like, for me personally, I feel like if you're going to lose, you know, you lost to Neil Magny. I mean, at least that's Neil Magny. Like, you learn a lot from that. And it's not like, you know, he's just some random fighter. Like, Neil Magny has beat a lot of good people. So you can learn a lot from that type of fight. So we talked to him about his mindset uh, coming off that loss and how training's different. And then Cody. I mean, Cody's one of my favorite fighters. Uh, you know, I I've been a huge fan of Cody for a long time. So it was cool to actually be there and talk to him. He was super cool. We chopped it up about, you know, his upcoming fight and how he's feeling. You know, he's, he's moved to Vegas and, you know, it's just talking about that which is no drama so if you even though we don't have thousands of viewers if you're gonna try to chop this up and make a drama it's not he moved you know for just other reasons so it was cool and i, I took some pictures and video of one of his training sessions i mean he looks good man i'm super excited like i said i've always been a fan of him i i do think he can get back up to that world champ stats status so it'll be cool to see um he looked really good in his training so I, i'm hella excited so yeah, but real quick, before we get to those interviews, we'll cut to those interviews. We'll just break down just a couple fights on this Holly Home card. You know, every once in a while, like, you know, there's they have, they, I'm happy because I love fighting. So I'll watch every card no matter what it is. But sometimes, you know, it's not like the biggest names or, you know, the fight card in the sense would be weak based off of names. And I think that's kind of this fight card. I mean, there is some fighters that have names if you're a hardcore, but if you're just watching fights, you're not really gonna know that many people on this one. Um, but we'll break down a couple of them. We got Holly Holm versus Mara Bueno Silva. Um, another Brazilian fighter. Uh, she beat Landsberg, she's beat Edgar, she's beat Yanan. So she has like, you know, it, it's not like, to me, not like crazy wins, you know. Um, but she is, she's good, she's really game. Um, Holly Holm just beat Santos, who was Kudinskaya last time. She lost to Caitlin Vieira. She beat Aldana, which Aldana, you know, that's a really good win. But Holly, even while Holly Holm, she's kind of on, off, on, off, on, off. Which, you know, she's getting a little, I think she's 40. So, and she's been around this game. She's been in the game forever. She beat Ron, she's the one to dethrone Ronda Rousey. Um, so I think this is going to be a fun fight. Um, I think at this point, I feel like the way that Holly fights, it's almost like it's she fights a lot of point fighting. So it's like touch, leave, touch, leave, touch, leave, touch, leave. And I just think like the Bueno Silva, she's she's like a young girl. She wants to bang. Like she wants to go in there and just f fight. She's good everywhere. So I usually don't ever go against Holly Holm, but I think Bueno Silva is going to win this one. I think I think in this sense, it's going to be now it's, it's just that new... <laughs> coming of age where it's time for it's a lot of the ogs are starting to get out of the ufc you saw the robbie lawler i think holly Holm. i mean she's still good she still always has the tools to win um but i just think now it's like it's it's bueno silva's time um we have jack della mendo uh sorry mandela versus basil has have Havez. Uh, I, Basil, I believe, is brand new to the UFC. He took this fight on short notice because Jack was supposed to fight last fight card, and then the opponent had to pull his original opponent, Sean Brady, pulled out, and then the other opponent pulled out. So then he was left out of fight, and he was like, "I want to fight." So they gave him this fight. So I can't really say anything because I don't really know anything about him. But we know Jack Mandela. His boxing's really good. He has good submission. His body shots are nasty. The way he's able to, uh, you know, select his shots and do it. So I'm predicting a Jack Mandela uh, finish. He'll probably finish his fight. 
um, Ottoman Azatar versus Francisco Prado. Um, yeah, Ottoman's really good. I, 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 I like him, and I think he has a good chance of, of doing well in, in uh, the UFC or getting a name up. Um, but I know he did lose his last fight, and I believe it was against, yeah, Frivola. And it was weird because he always looked so good uh, as a tar. And I remember in the Frivola fight, he kind of looked like he was just off. Like something was off about him, and then he got knocked out, right? And it was a shock to everybody because at that point he was undefeated. But I think he's really good. I mean, the guy's fighting is also really good, but Ottoman, uh, Ottoman, sorry, not Ottoman. I think he's really good. And he was one of those guys where I was just like, back in the day, it's like, you got to keep your eye on for him because he, he can do some damage in here. And looking at the weigh-ins and stuff, he looked good. Um, so I think we're going to see him get a finish here as well. But other than that, it's not really like a heavy fight card. This one right here, the Norma Dumont versus Chelsea Chandler, this one's cool. And it's cooler to me because when we were at the PI, we saw Norma training. She was out there training and she looks like a goddamn beast, honestly, like. Like she was throwing some combos on the pads. Me and Josh were like, oh my God, dude. Like she there she's a beast, man. And they're fighting, I think they're 145. So uh, you know, she has some power. Uh we were watching. We were like, okay. So uh I'm excited to see that one. I don't really know too much about Chesla Chandler. Um she beat Storlankio, Stor Storlian Arco, whatever. I remember that. That's the girl that like passed out on the on the scale that one time. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. But so she doesn't have that many fights in the UFC per se, like compared to Norma. Norma's fought you know some people, um, but yeah, I, I think Norma's gonna win. I think it, this one's probably gonna be a decision. But she, I think she might just piece her up the whole time, or might even get like a TKO. Because man, I'm telling you, the way she was hitting pads was was wild. And then you got Terence McKinney versus Nazim Sadukov. Uh, Terrence McKinney's good, but he kind of has, like, from the fights we've seen, his first round's real good, but if he can't get you out, he kind of fades, so I wonder if, I hope, and I wonder, because he's cool, man, he has a really good story, I hope that he, um, it's a little different this time, like, if he can get that cardio down, he has real good wrestling, and his striking's good, he's a long guy, he's southpaw, so, uh, and he's, he married, he knocked out for Vola, like, with one punch in, like, 14 seconds or something like that, so, he definitely has potential. The guy he's fighting is also very good. I remember seeing him. I believe he was on Contender Series uh, and then came in, if I'm not mistaken, is either Contender or uh, or Ultimate Fighter. I'm pretty sure it's Contender Series. But this guy is really good, bro. Um, so this is a good fight. That's the thing. When Now, like, even when you're, at the, when you're fighting the unranked fighters, all these guys are young. Look at one loss, right? Like... You can't just let, you're not going to be getting those fights just to easy build you up in a sense, especially like in 55 and like 35 and 45, like those weight classes, like you just can't do it. But anyways, it's going to be a good card. There's some bangers on here. Like I said, it's just not really like a huge name fight card. You know what I'm saying? Um, but there definitely is some good fights on here. Um, but yeah, so we'll go, we'll cut straight. We're going to go back to back into the Cody and Phil Rowe interviews um just to hear what they said right i even they even predicted the fights for this past weekend so you guys will be able to see if their predictions were right um but yeah it was a very fun experience to be able to interview them i've been to the pi before so that wasn't like particularly new to me but it is cool to be there and like you know see fighters do their do their work everybody there's you know it's intense and serious because everybody's doing their thing everybody's ready getting prepped for fights 
Um, so, you know, we, we kind of kept, you know, kept ourselves in our little corner and when we were, did our thing, we did our thing, but um, it's cool to just spectate and watch because, you know, these are professional athletes at the highest level. They're in there to do their job and, you know, get out of there. So it was cool. But anyways, please make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and tell me who you think is going to win next fight. Let's get to the interviews. Oh, shit. My bad. All right. We're here with Cody Nola Garbrandt. Fuck. My bad. First, we got so much gear. Yeah, first, first, we got a care package for you, dog. So this right here is our one of our bags. This is, this is called the Caracol. Oh, yeah, for sure. I got you, dude. <laughs> so that's our Caracol bag. Basically, you can do a duffel backpack. Whatever like that, it's ventilated so you can like keep your wet gear in there and shit like that. And then we got a new Playboy. I don't know if you saw our Playboy stuff. I mean, he's the Playboy of the UFC himself, you know. We got some Rocky shit. I don't know if you're a Rocky fan or not. And here's another one. And then we got we got the new Muhammad Ali tank top. I saw that. This one's sick. That one's like we usually we have like a guy that designs like all these sketches and shit like that. Um, so he does that. We got some shorts. You can, yeah, go ahead and open it up. Yeah, we got to show the fans. Yeah, we dude. Show the people. This oh, oh, oh. Okay, yeah. That Fresh Prince yep. look to it. We got nice. the new one on him right now. You already know. Um, some shorts. Nice. I know you said you like bootylicious shorts or hoochie daddy. Hoochie daddy. Hoochie daddy shorts. It's the smallest. And then uh, oh, our new gray over hoodie. Wow. Pull over hoodie. Man, I appreciate it. And then just like a standard, you know, super rare. One of our new shirts right here. Honestly, I love you see a lot of it. I got a few shirts from you guys, you know. Yeah, I was. Did you? Did we just send them to you? I don't even remember like what happened. Oh, I think I bought some gloves, and I always get my equipment from you guys. Oh, okay, you know cool. I mean? And then they sent me out uh, some of the new gloves, which I haven't tried yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> I haven't been boxing sparring, yeah. so I'm gonna try out the new gloves for boxing sparring. Look sick, super authentic Italian yeah. leather, right? Yeah, leather. So, but yeah. I boxed bar this week, so we're gonna try. There we go. Yeah, we got to see him uh, train today. You're looking good, bro. How you feeling? I feel great. You know, we're six weeks out tomorrow. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have been in camp for a while. Or there's no really off season for us. Yeah, yeah. Constantly training, um, working on little different things. Uh, you know, doing my shade addition, but also having uh, my body, you know, ready. Yeah. Know, physical therapy here at the UFCPI. I work with them. I work at Project Wellbeing, so I'm constantly, you know, I wake up in the morning, PT, train, go to PT, back to train, PT, it's all day. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a lifestyle, it's what you have to do to have longevity. Um, but the injuries that I've had, I have to just kind of stay up on them and uh, maintain them. So, you know, today was a, a hard push. I sparred, did MMA sparring, then I did MMA um, cage work, wall work, um, a nice flow of that, and then I did pad work right after. So. Yeah. You know, that's a, that was a good day, good morning for yeah. me. Body's feeling good, weight's good. Uh, you know, six weeks to still improve and sharpen everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I saw him use, the, you, when you're doing your thing, your left hook's just like mine. Yeah. So I'm, good. I mean, I'm still better, you know. Your left hook's the death stroke. Like, wow. You understand? But no, so I was going to ask. So I've been, I've been a huge fan for years. Like, I always tell people this. I've only bought in three UFC shirts. Stipe, Cody, and Max Holloway. Those are my guys right there, dog. Because you're from, yeah, from Ohio, right? Ohio, out there. Stephen. So I remember back in the day when I, I think you were first coming into the UFC, you were wearing a West Side Barbell shirt. Yep. And I'm, I was a competitive powerlifter for seven oh, years. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is my guy right here. And then I followed you, obviously, your whole your whole thing. So we've been huge fans. So, so I got course. that connection was through Marcus Marinelli, who was a strong styles owner and head coach, Stipe Milzik's yeah. head coach. And he had 
he was like the first protege of Louis Simmons. Yeah. Like the shit that he told us he had, Louis had them guys do was crazy, yeah. man, what he had to do. But Marcus was, you know, one of those guys that was, you know, it was his ship and he ran it, you know. Did you ever train with Louis? Uh, I, he came up a few times in Charlotte. Uh, okay. I never actually went down the west side. Yeah. The rest in peace, Louis. Yeah. I have a lot of friends. My buddy Lance Palmer actually is fighting in, uh, yeah. in Moscow, Russia, August 11th. Goes there and trains the west side barbell a lot. So uh, yeah, that's the spot. I mean, as a powerlifter, he was like he's like the OG. He's like yeah. the, one of the goats aside from Ed Cone and shit. So yeah, I was gonna ask you. So you know, you're from SAC, or you were in SAC. Yep. How has it been being out here? Like, is especially because you were talking about like recovery and all that type of shit. Obviously, it's like right at your yeah. right at your doorstep now, yeah, right? right? At your fingertips. Um, the first initial uh, move was, was hard. You know, I mean, those yeah. are my brothers out there. I half of me. I was there for eight years. I walked to the, to the doors at 21 years old, one and zero, looking for a dream. You know what I mean? And got under Uriah's wing and the, the team Alpha Male guys. And Who also has super air shit. Yeah, super air. Yeah, he already. We, we hooked them up with all that red oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so it's, it was good, man. Like and then that was my brother. And moving out here was yeah. tough to find the, the people that you can trust to train with. That's gonna show up, get the coaches. So it was tough. Man. It was 16 months I had in between fights. Um, I had two fights that my opponent pulled out, so I was yeah. like, just wanted to get back in there and train the fight. And uh, you know, finally got that you know last fight, got the win, and now we're getting ready. You know, to stay, I want to stay busy. Yeah, you know, for fight sure. In August, and we fight in the year. But it, uh, Mario Bautista, right? Bautista, Mario yeah. Bautista. August nineteenth, Boston, Massachusetts. Nice. I'm I'm excited for it. I think you're gonna win. I think yeah. we're seeing a knockout oh, yeah. here soon. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so today's your birthday, if I'm not mistaken. Happy birthday, Thank dog. You. you guys missed it. You had this cool like. Fu Manchu style. Yeah, like I said, I was telling earlier, I uh, FaceTimed my son, he's with a, he was with his mom this week, and he would not talk to me. He was like, Dad, you're ugly. <laughs> I can't, I, he's like covering his eyes. And we always dress up. He wants to be Mario, I'm Luigi. I got the outfit, he got the outfit. I mean, we'll go to the store and, and the outfit. He, that's how obsessed he is with it. Right. I'm like, well, I'm Luigi. He's like, no, you gotta cut it off now. <laughs> I cut it off last night, FaceTime him before bed. He goes, nah, he talked to me for like an hour. He was so happy that now he looked like Luigi. So. Yeah. I kept the mustache. Have you guys been to the the Universal Mario stuff yet? I haven't. No. Yeah. Let me know. My cousin designed it. Oh really? So I can get you. I got you guys. I got you guys hooked up, dog. Yeah, I got you guys hooked up. Um, so how old are you now? 32, 31, 32. 32. 32. So how, what's like the biggest difference from like 21, 32? What are you What are you noticing more? Obviously, you're getting older, right? So stuff's yeah. gonna be that. But are you feeling like what is like the the benefits of you training older now? And what can you see that you're like, man, I kind of miss back when I was young, but. Yeah, I think you're always going to miss your younger days. You yeah. don't wake up, <laughs> ah, you know what I mean? Like, mm. But then again, it's like experience. Yeah. Experience of listening to your body. What what do you need? Like, I've obviously had so many fights and fight camps. Every fight camp's different. So it's just about what I need for that fight camp. What my, how's my body going into the fight camp? Where I need to work around. And when you're younger, you know, you piss vinegar. You know what I mean? You're full of piss and vinegar. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You just get up and go. Like now, I'm like, hey. Maybe I need to dumb down my workouts a little bit, not elongate them, shorten them, keep the intensity, but not go for an hour and a half, two hours, you know? Yeah. Cut to 45 minutes, 50 minutes, and get that solid work, staying sharp the whole time. So just kind of like listening to your body, and knowing, understanding like when to push and when to pull. Yeah, I mean, for like, sure. You can't be in the red line zone every day. Like you have to have those days where like, all right, you're just working more conditioning, cardio, building the body, letting it heal, and then going hard again. So for sure. I think just experience of listening to your body as you get older, because you yeah. have to. You know? And so what, when do you guys head out for the fight? So the fight, we'll, we'll head out that Tuesday of fight week. Oh, uh, okay, so cool. Because you know, we have, we have the store in New York as well. 
So we have a store in New York, so you gotta go through. Go through right after. I'm gonna up. stay in Boston for a few time, uh, few days yeah. um, after, so check out the city, yeah. go there, strap up. For sure. Yeah, so you said you have boxing next week, right? Uh, I got, cause we both train, right? He trains more than me. He's like an actual fighter. He got the ears. He got the ears, I don't, you know, but um, I always, I always wonder, because like you're doing boxing next week, right? Do you wear shoes while you do that, or are you barefoot? I do. I go up. I got the, okay. I got the, the nut cup from uh, Super Air. You know, I got, I gear, uh, I'm geared up. I got the shoes. Oh, you got the shoes? Oh, no. Shoes, okay, yeah. cool. So I wear boxing shoes. I need some, you're boxing, you're boxing, so I want to get that good look feel. Yeah. Obviously, in MMA, you're, you, know, you see it, shin pads. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, puffy, small gloves. Yeah. Get a more realistic feel. But yeah, and cool. boxing is boxing. Yeah, know, so for sure. So, yeah, we'll, we'll let you get out of here soon. I got... I, like I said, I'm a fan, so I know about Stingray and shit like that. I remember I went to one of your, uh, one of the, I think you guys were in Anaheim. I think you fought in Anaheim, right? And you were on the stage, and I was like, Stingray, let's see the jab. Oh, and he God. turned around, dog. Like, so, uh, if you guys don't know, right, he has the fastest jab, fastest right? Fastest jab in the East. <laughs> fastest jab maybe, in the East. Maybe the States. What about this one right here? Bang. Yeah, you got the jab, you got the, you got the splits. Yeah. He has splits? Oh, he can split, bro. Oh, shit. It's crazy. Okay. He used to be super, super athletic. I mean, that's who got me in boxing. Yeah. Um, actually, I was talking to him today, you know, about like injuries and things, how camp's going and shit like that. And he used to fight 147. He had knockout power and speed and that just, mm -hmm. you know, quick, quick jab. And I used to go to, you know, he was a father figure to us. Our father was in prison, so yeah. he would take us to the gym. So that's how I had the osmosis was like being there, watching him work hard. Yeah. Early, five, six years old. You know? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so going to the gym and you know, it's, it's good to catch up with him. Obviously, he's in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Talking about bringing him out for the weekend, um, you know. A weekend in Vegas with Sting is uh, <laughs> crazy, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I got to keep my tabs on, keep yeah. my eyes on, make sure he's at the gym, you know. All right, for sure. So last thing. So we got a big fight card tomorrow, 290. Who do you got in the main event, Volk or uh, uh, fucking Yair. Yair? My bad. Honestly, man, I, uh, I'm in fans of such both those guys stylistically. I just, I think Yair's last performance was fucking amazing. Yes. You know, way to get to Josh. Josh is a good teammate. I yeah. know how hard Josh works, how good he is, and powerful he is. Um, the way that he was able to handle that fight. But then again, you look at Volk, it's it's hard to go against Volk. Yeah. His style of, you know, never being out of distance, out of range, staying in there, staying tight. And the, this is faint game. He's wrestling. The way he showed against Islam yeah, exactly. was, was very impressive, even though. He lost the fight. He gained a lot of respect because he, you know, he held his own in that fight. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm gonna go with Volk. It's hard. Volk. You know what I mean? I just want an entertaining, amazing fight. Yeah. Both guys go out there and, and like they always do, give it their, give it their all. I'm gonna go with Volk. Cool. Um, and what yeah. about Comain? We got Brandon Moreno and Al Alessandre Pantoja. Yeah. So that, that's that's one that I've been going back and forth on. Um, Brandon Moreno has looked phenomenal. Yeah. I think. You know, I see him training. I'm seeing his, his skill level rise. You yeah. Know? Um, his boxing getting sharp with Capito. Uh, and then again, Pantoja's a, a bad motherfucker. Like, yeah. He's down the fight. And he has those two wins over him. Uh, so you have that in your head already. You're not saying Moreno is um, anything slight of a, a, a mental case at all. You know, but going into that, he's up two on me. He wants to get these back. There's so many different yeah, added sure. variables that can change it. But I don't know. I, I want to say Moreno because he's active and he's evolving. But... Fantasio is fucking very phenomenal player too. So those two fights are for me are toss up. Yeah. I lean more towards Falk, um, just with experience and, and, and being the champ. But uh, Cole I think it's a toss up to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, and also Cody got the best Ultimate Fighter scene. You know what I'm saying? The nice little shove on the dude. Yeah. <laughs> My boy down with it. All right, so August 19th, 
uh, Boston, Mario Batista. Cody's about to go in there, cash the dub. Nice little knockout I'm feeling. And yeah, dude, thanks again for yeah, doing this, you, man. Yeah, it. of course, man. You guys, uh, the best. you guys want the best gear. Quick delivery. I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm in Jersey. Over, forget my gloves flying over there. I call them. It's like next day, two days shipping there. I don't miss a day. So I appreciate the customer service. It's amazing quality stuff. Cool. Thank you, guys. We'll keep, catch you on the next one. What's up? We're over here at the UFC PI. I'm here with Phil Rowe. How you doing, dude? Chilling, Thanks bro. for doing this with us. Appreciate you guys. Big supporter of Super Air. Uh, I'm sure you've seen uh, the cool videos that you're doing out there. Uh, who are you working? It's Epic Visuals, I think it is, or something like that, right out there, right? Uh, yeah, I was working with him for a little bit. Um, I've been trying to tap in with Super Air for a minute, man, but coming up, they didn't fuck with me, you know? Uh, <laughs> got to the UFC, they started showing me a little love, so uh, yeah, you gotta right. work your way up, you gotta grind, yeah. you know? Yeah. They, they don't wanna work with the weenies, so <laughs> they, they like the creme de la creme, yeah. and, um, but I appreciate it, man, like I love Super Air. They got the dopest shit in the game, the dopest gear, yeah. the freshest gear, easily. So I've been rocking with, with you guys for a while. Man. Dude, what, are you using our gloves as well too? Yeah, um, I actually have really good gloves. Like, um, dude, I got six pairs, nice. 16 ounces from you guys. Um, white, red, gold, silver, blue, um, red, black. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all so my gear is, is super rare. For sure. So as everybody, we just fought a couple, a couple weeks ago, right? Um, how, how's everything going after that? I'm fine, man. Yeah. Um, I like, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I liked your post about like, you know, yeah, it's I true, right? He's a vet, you know, you know it's, it was almost just like a learning lesson, right? Yeah. And, and I liked how you said, now it's more, cause you're a black belt, you got KO power, but now it's just focusing on making sure these judges like your fights and going in for a finish all the time. Yeah, I'm not, accountability. Yeah. 100% accountability, I lost. Split decision, Phil, you won. Phil, I don't care. I lost. No big deal. I learned. You know, um, I signed a new contract the day of the fight. Oh, okay. Um, I got a new five fight deal. I, I'm getting paid well. Um, now I just get to cook guys below me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so pretty much, I know I'm a top five fighter. Um, those guys just gotta wait a little bit longer. And um, now, unfortunately, the people behind me just get cooked. So, I mean, it sucks for those guys. It's good for me. You know, I'm getting paid butchering these guys below me. Um, and no matter what you say about me, man, I love the footage out on me, yeah. right? I love the fights out on me. I got five fights in the UFC. I've been punched in the face like 10 times. Um, if you can't see my progression every fight, then you're fucking blind. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's a shade of what I can do out there. It's yeah. on the job training for me. As cliche as it sounds, I'm my biggest, I'm my biggest enemy. You know, once I get out of my own head, Skill set wise, they're not gonna be able to fuck with me, man. Like, yeah. I'm I'm taller, bigger, more athletic, faster than damn near the whole roster. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got a the longest reach in, in the entire middleweight division, mm. entire welterweight division. Um, and like I said, I like the footage out on me because it's not me, you yeah. know. So study that, watch that, mm. think that's me. Every fight, I'm just getting more comfortable. Yeah. The second I lock in in there, I don't give a fuck who's in front of me. It's gonna be bad. So, Is, do you think that's like your biggest thing for you personally? It's just a mental thing. Yeah, easily, yeah. easily. And I and, and I'm aware of it. I'm not scared. I'm like I'm not nervous. I'm just um I'm anxious for the opportunity. I am afraid to to dwindle my opportunity. If that makes sense. So yeah. I'm not worried about the guy in front of me. It's the opportunity that I've worked so hard for. So when I get in that moment, I tend to kind of not overthink. I tend to kind of overanalyze in yeah, the sense I get of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. 
I don't want to miss my opportunity. So I got to learn to be a little bit more present um, and, and seize my opportunity. Take risk. Yeah. You know, Phil, you're, you're skilled enough. You're defensively responsible enough. Don't be afraid to go out there and take risk. And once I start doing that, it's going to be impossible to stand yeah. in front of me. Exactly. And like you said, you have all the tools, right? You have the longest reach. We saw you train today. Your striking's real good. Your grappling's real good. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think uh, you have all the tools. I, I, I believe you're a top five fighter as well, too. Appreciate it, man. Um, so, yeah, it'd be cool. it's going to be cool to see your progression. I, I always like that when people, when they do take a loss, right? It's not like they're, you know, excuses, all that stuff. You're like, nah, you know, I lost. He, Neil Magny's a bet, which he is, right? I mean, Dude, he's beating. Hat, hats off to Neil. And look, yeah. but once again, I'm not that dork that's like, I lost to Neil Magny, the guy. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I lost. I didn't want to lose. Mm-hmm. Respectfully, fuck that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he, he, he beat me. Yep. I'm not getting no brownie points by losing him. I can just assess it, learn from it, and grow. And yeah. I'll tell you, I'll be a better, I'll be a better Phil. Yeah. But what I can do for myself is take good takeaways from it. And 100%. the good takeaways for me is, Phil, look at where you are. You yeah. fought in there five times. Mm-hmm. It is hard to put hands on me. It's hard to get an advantageous position on me. So my skill set's there. Yep. You know, I'm defensively responsible. I'm hard to hit. I just got to lock in a little bit more mentally, and I will. You yeah, know what I will. And, I mean, all, all credit, right? You've had five fights, and you were already fighting Neil Magny, which is one of those guys, right? He's a top guy. He's been a lot of guys. So that in itself should show everybody, right? I think everybody sees the skill level that you have, right? So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. And you, you're training out in uh, – uh, Florida, right? Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. Under uh, Julian Williams. Cool. I'm a black belt under Julian Williams. Uh, I've trained with him for a long time, <clears throat> almost eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that where you're originally from and everything like that? Uh, I first started training. I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, okay. Uh, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I started training in Florida, though. You know, okay. I didn't do nothing but basketball up in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I've been fighting now for almost 12 years, 12 years in October. Yeah. Um, so I started fighting when I was 21. I guess relatively late, but mm. I applied myself like no other. I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu, a real black belt in the gi. Yeah. Unlike these guys that win fights and get promoted, which is very odd. <laughs> um, so I come from gi jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Uh, my, like I said, my skill set's there. We got tons of homegrown guys. You come yeah. to my gym, there's eight UFC fighters. Yeah. You know, Val's fighting Bo Nickel tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and short notice too, right? Three days. Hella short notice. Seven, yeah. seven wins, yeah. six knockouts violent guy yeah I, I i didn't know who it was until they did it right but then they showed his his highlight reel and i was like oh damn biggest underdog in ufc history yeah right? yeah he's he, some bum off the street right seven and oh seven violent knockouts yeah they'll see yeah they'll see i'm they'll excited see, for they'll it see what we're doing especially because i mean and he still he technically has more experience than bo Bo's a like lot, a lot more experience yeah he's you like know? four he has like four fights but i'm those are pro fights i don't even know if bo fought amateur or anything like I think so, two or two, one. Yeah, but so Val, Val has eight amateur or nine amateur fights, mm-hmm. something like that. But man, no matter how you cut it and slice it, the recipe is is my gym. Yep. Guys think they have the best coach in the world, and I know I have the best coach. Why? He's not taking guys with crazy skill sets and turning them into champions. Mm-hmm. He's taking guys that come in the gym with zero wins and two losses as a pro, who said no one believes in. Yeah in me and seven fight win streak number one guy in the nation straight to the ufc a hundred percent finish rate amateur pro boxing kickboxing mma if i've been in a fight and i've won you've got finished yeah and that's a testament to my coach 
I have almost 60 fights, pro amateur. Mm. I got a 100% finish rate. There's guys in my gym, amateurs to the UFC. Find me a gym, Fusion XL. Find me a gym that has more homegrown UFC guys. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. Find me a gym. Yeah, if I'm just talking shit, tell me. Find me a gym that got more guys from zero to the UFC. I don't want to hear how many UFC fighters you have. I don't want to hear how many high-level guys you have. I want to hear how many guys that came in the gym that was a bum and you brought them to the show. 100%. You can't find it. Yeah. And so you said you used to play basketball. Yes. So that's what you're, you were, because we were messaging and we were, we were staying at the win and we kept seeing like people in like Raptors and Orlando. We didn't know what was happening. So like, there's a basketball match yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah, People kept asking me, am I in the league? Like NBA <laughs> players walking around with their full jerseys on. <laughs> I got a Penny Hardaway throwback jersey on. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I've been playing basketball my whole life. I'm from New York, you know, like yeah. the mecca of basketball. Um, I'm actually playing in the UFC celebrity game tonight. Oh, okay. Um, where's that Where's that happening at? The t it is. That'd be low-key cool to go to. <laughs> oh, it's going to be lit. I'm on uh, Team DC. Oh, uh, DC playing too? Is it like where people can go to? Oh, I believe so. Okay. I am, it is at the Tarkanian Gym. Tarkanian Gym. Yeah. Okay. 2730 South Rancho Drive. And it's at what time? 10. 10? Because there's so much shit going on. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so we're going to go to the weigh-ins and shit yeah. too. For sure. Well, last but not least, we have a big fight tomorrow, right? We have uh, Volkanovski versus Zaire. We have Moreno versus Pantoja. Who do you got in the main and co-main event? Um, I got Volk, man. It's hard for me to go against that guy. Um, especially, like, I think there's a lot of little things that, like, people don't pay attention to. Like, he used to be a very big human being. Yeah. He used to be a 230-pound human being. That's why I was always a fan of him. I'm sure we're the same height, both short and stocky guys, and seeing him go down to now he's at 145. He's just killing it. Bro, there's something to say about that, like, um, there's a, a guy in my gym, my friend Jeremiah McDougal. Uh, he'll be here. He is undefeated as a pro, 7-0. Um, he used to be 300 pounds. He's a welterweight now. Damn. He has the strongest hips you've ever felt. And yeah, sure. he doesn't even realize it. Like, you can't hold him down. Yeah. He can just turn his hips and stand up. And I think there's something about have, being, have had being a massive human yeah. and dealing with men paws that big. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And having to move and and fight guys that big, you know? So he was big and, and overweight and he was fighting heavyweight and he's lost a lot of weight. And I just think when, you've, when you're used to that size and you, and you come down in weight, it's yeah. just easier at that point. In my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. Volk is a machine. He's technically sound everywhere. He beat Islam, people forget that. I don't I, see- I agree with that I as don't well. See, uh, <laughs> I, don't see, uh, I don't see him losing, respectfully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know much about the two guys. I, I'll be honest. Uh, Pantoja. Pen, yeah, Alexandre, Alexandre Pantoja Alexandre versus Pantoja and Brandon Moreno. Moreno. Yeah. Respectfully, the same way they probably don't know me if you talk about them, so I'll do the fuck. <laughs> um, and um, I say Brandon Moreno because he's yeah. cool and he plays the Lego. Yeah. So I say he's going to win. For sure. All right, well, again, we got Phil Rowe over here. Um, look forward to, to seeing the, the next one. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm excited to see a finish. I, I know that's going to happen. what I do. So. If I win, you're getting cooked. So exactly. if I don't win, hey. But if I win, guarantee he's getting knocked out or submitted. That's a fact. For sure. Well, thanks again, dude. Pleasure, man. Uh, follow him. Let's At go. At Philly Fresh UFC, shout out Super Rare. I appreciate you guys. Even though y'all weren't messing with me for the longest, but now y'all rocking me. <laughs> shout out Super Rare. Y'all the absolute best. Fight apparel, MMA apparel. This ain't a 
they, I, I, I didn't get plugged to say this. They just truly are a step above the rest. Super rare. Thank you, dude. No doubt. Boom.